Secure Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, welcome back to the show. Show's called Your Money or Wealth. Joe Anderson, Big Al, hanging out here on a Saturday. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, go to our website if you'd like, purefinancial.com. Purefinancial.com. Uh, our learning center is quite learning. It's robust, it isn't is it? It is very robust. Uh, we're doing a... Hey, I just did our market update. Did you? Yes, I did. That should be up um, on our website on Monday. Wow. So yeah. can you give us the highlights? Or are you, you you're waiting... For, we have to wait till Monday to find out. Well, it's, it's going through compliance. Oh, so you can't say anything? Not really. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'll, basically, it's just taking a look at the quarter itself. Yes. You know, what n- news that you can probably use or did not you, use. Did uh, you invite Bobby Gavari with you? or? Uh, I did it solo this quarter. Yourself? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was quick. Six minutes. <laughs> Done. Here's so, what happened. Yeah, if you want the quick and dirty of what happened um, over the third quarter of 2016, yep, Pure Financial Advisors, That's just great. check us out. Go, yeah. to the, go to our um, YouTube page. So you don't have to waste an hour or No, it's just hours. quick. You're like, hey, I wonder if you're thinking, hmm. <laughs> what happened? I wonder what the market did for the third quarter. Or if you're thinking, man, you know, I want to invest in maybe another country. I mean. You yeah, know, we I went wanna, through the top countries. I Guess wanna, what the top country for right? the quarter? So if you invested right <laughs> okay. in, let's say international stocks, sure. and you could go emerging markets, yeah. or you know here in the USA, so you could pick the United States or any country for that matter. So companies within a country. Sure. So, well, okay. All right. So I'm going to say um, Brazil. Brazil? No, that was last quarter, Alan. I know, but that's why I said it again. Ah, Egypt. Egypt. Yes. Would have never got that. Yeah. 16%, 15.5%, roughly. In one quarter. In one quarter. That's, three a, that's a quarter. A return. quarter. Yes. Yeah. A quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, Annualized, that's about 64%. That's a pretty good rate of return yeah, for Egypt. Bad. Yeah. Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. The SP, uh, like um, small co- companies, was the top performer. In the U.S.? In the U.S., okay. yes, small companies. And that's um, interesting because I, I would say generally they are, over the long term, a better performer than large companies, but we haven't seen that much in the last few years. Right. Uh, the S&P has been the, the top yeah, performer. You large bet. companies, you big, bet. large companies. But, um, yeah, large companies did about 4%. The S&P 500 type companies. Uh, small companies did roughly around 9%. Okay. Um, hypothetically, of course, uh, this all has to go through compliance. You yeah. can look at the uh, and, webinar coming up. And this up. is all out of your head. So these numbers <laughs> yes. could be backwards. Not... <laughs> it wasn't Egypt. It was Ethiopia. <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Um, but yeah, it's so if you want the quick and dirty of you know rates of return of different countries when it comes to international, to emerging markets, to the USA, what did a globally diversified portfolio do, and all that other good stuff. Um, so we try to get that out every quarter. Um, just something quick and easy for you, just um, just for your reference. So, wow, and uh, you know, I was just thinking about something. Okay, go ahead. I was thinking about um. Your mom is still in town, right? Oh, yes, sir. And, Thank you uh, for reminding me. And that's uh, after the show. Are you going to take her to San Diego Zoo or SeaWorld or <laughs> we'll just Legoland? See. We'll see what happens. Man. Go, we gotta, take her to the beach. Yeah. I, I bet she'd like to learn how to surf. Yeah, maybe, maybe bed, you can teach bed, her how bed, to surf. Bed, bath, and beyond. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Bed, bed <laughs> bath, and beyond? Yeah. <laughs> for your new house? Yeah, Home Depot. 
Yeah, see yeah. if we have time. Yeah, it's a busy day. <laughs> busy day. Anyway, Ruthie, you, know, you know what she did? She, what? So I'm leaving the off. I mean, I love my mother. My mother's my, you know, pride and joy. I love your mother too. Yeah, she's a great. And lady. I just say hi, Ruthie. If you're <laughs> listening. She's, she's, well, she's the only listener we got. <laughs> and uh, yes, so my, you know, my dad died. Now what? Six years ago. And yeah. So last time she was in San Diego, right? She likes to spend months. Months. Well, you've got a four-bedroom house. Yeah. So you just you're basically inviting her to spend half the year. I, I know. I should have just kept you, the studio. Studio. I should have kept the studio. <laughs> and but, after a few days, you could say, "Ma, it's, I love you," but it's come getting, on, it's a little much. Yes. And uh, yeah, so she, so she got lonely, right? So she got this little dog. And oh, this, she did. Yeah, it's the most unfriendliest dog. Did she you... bring the dog with her? Oh yeah. Uh, at your house? Yeah, it's like a little well, Chihuahua type dog. Little, uh, yeah, a little. Lap, yeah, a little lap dog or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's the most unfriendliest dog you will ever meet in your life. It's got cataracts. Well, <laughs> it's like half blind. It limps. Yeah, but, but but see, dogs can tell character. So may, is there something wrong with your character? Maybe. Yeah. Is that yes. the moral of the story? <laughs> well, so this morning or uh, Friday morning, I'm leaving um, the office. So she's out front. Yeah. And she's got the dog in her. And then yeah, she's yeah. like waving the dog's paw to me. Have a wonderful day. And I was like, I cannot wait for this lady to leave. So is the dog. Um, I cannot wait. Dog, what, stays in her, sleeps with her in the bed? I, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, you it's don't, none of my business. You don't ask. It's none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask. Don't, don't tell. tell. <laughs> yep. I think there's... Hey, uh, last segment, you were talking about getting money to Roth IRAs uh, and a couple of main ways, which is a contribution. Yes. Right? $5,500 per year. Uh, or $6,500 if you're 50 and older. you got to have to have earned income, and it phases out at certain income levels. And then there's a, um, then there's a Roth conversion. Now, any, anybody can convert. You can convert money. So why are we repeating the other segment again? Because I like to repeat. Because there's, it's like we just did this. Because, because there's two more that you missed. Okay, you said right, that, so but I have to repeat. we got a seven-minute recap on a 10-minute segment. And maybe segment. I'll get to the other two next segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have to start all so, over again. So, <laughs> there's a Roth conversion, Joe. That's where you take money out of your IRA. <laughs> got it, got it, okay, got it. Here's another way. All right. A Roth, back, back door? Roth, no. Roth 401k. Roth, oh, yes. Yes, if you've got a 401k that has a Roth option, you can put $18,000 into that Roth 401k. And, and I would encourage all of you to check HR. And you know what? Now with this whole new DOL fiduciary rule, when it comes to 401k plans, I would I would send an email to HR every day and threaten the DOL on them if you do not have a Roth provision in your 401k. Yeah, you're supposed to. In fact, what, what was it about five years ago? All companies were mandated to do that? I believe. Well, I mean, they came out in 2006, yeah, the Pension right, Protection Act. Right. It's six, 2016. Yeah, 10 years ago. It, yeah, what yeah. did I say? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, I said five, and you said, you said yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, so. it wasn't mandated. It was just a, they came out with it. I there think, was a provision. I think there was a mandate somewhere in there. Okay, well, geez, anyway. Geez. Check the code. So, so well, Fact check. Yeah. <laughs> fact check. <laughs> Boy, if people fact check their show, <laughs> we'd be off the air. Fact check. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, so that's you know what if you if you have a Roth provision in a four hundred one k you can get money into it regardless of your income right, level. Great so point. that's that's pretty cool. You could be making two, three, four hundred thousand, whatever. You can still get money into the Roth four hundred one k. And here's another one that you might want to consider. And this is not widely. Um, 
thought of or even discussed is if you have a 401k that allows you to put yet more money into the 401k after you max out, after you put that $18,000 in, or, or maybe if you're over 50, it's $24,000, some plans allow you to put after-tax money into that 401k, in some cases all the way up to about $59,000, right? And so you're thinking, well, why would I put after-tax money into a 401k? Well, get this. It's about 53, it, but well, fact check. No, it's 59. Because, well, when well, well, when, when you're well, over 50. Okay. You're, you're all right. It's 53 when you're under 50. Thank you. <laughs> good point. <laughs> anyway, here's why this could be such a good idea, particularly if you're close to retirement. Right. This is huge. Yeah. Is this, is when you retire, and if you want to roll over your retirement account, your 401k to an IRA, you're allowed also to roll your, your pre-tax dollars directly to a Roth IRA. After tax. After tax, right? Did it say pre? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Fact check. <laughs> after tax dollars. And you know what? Because you've already paid tax on it, they're after tax. There is no cost to that Roth conversion. It's huge. It's I mean, fantastic. It's, right. like, it's like a huge backdoor Roth contribution, if you will. Right. I mean, so let's see. Um, you know, UTC employees, United Technologies, all right? If you're listening, you have an after tax component in your 401k, just Hypothetically speaking, you do. Well, okay, right? well, we we can we know that, right? right. Well, I'm just complaining, you know, unless they just, changed it. No, I, hypothetically. No. <laughs> yeah. So, right, you can jam. Just put that six percent in after tax. Right. Right, and then so you can do, um, you know, your four hundred one k, or if you want the Roth option, you have different plans there within that overall four hundred one k plan. And if I can put more money after tax. Just think of that as almost as your Roth, uh, an additional Roth contribution, right? Because what would that was twenty thirteen L when they changed a lot twenty four. I mean the years go by so yeah, quickly I think now. It was uh, it was it was fourteen. It might have even been no, it's fourteen. It was, yeah, a couple, two years ago. Two years ago, where where you can directly then take those after tax dollars and move those right into a Roth IRA before you the the planning was a little gray. Yeah, there was there was some thought that you could do it if you did like these six things in a row, and it was it was really pretty convoluted. But the IRS actually came out and said, you know what, you can do that. Right. I mean, with all this is really boils down to having the right type of plan. I mean, imagine if your retirement game plan was no longer just about a number or just about your investments. Imagine if you could fill in all the gaps and have all the answers to a rock-solid retirement game plan that covered everything from A to Z. Imagine what kind of confidence that would bring. Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 AFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine hanging out here. Thanks for tuning in. Hour two. Alan. Yes. We made it. We made it through one, and we're uh, rolling into the second, huh? Yes, sir. So it's that time of the show again where we dive into um, our email bag. Okay. Got some uh, some questions for me today? Yes, I do. I got a few questions for you. All right. And um, there's a couple good ones here um, for maybe the starter um, people that are just starting out. Okay. I like this. Sure. Here's one. How should I invest my 403B plan? All right. I'm 23 years old and a second-year teacher. Should my 403B account be invested in the market or a guaranteed savings account? What kind of advice would you give a 23-year-old teacher uh, that is saving in um, the 403B account? Okay. I'll start, Joe, and you'll probably correct me. Sure. Uh, But I would say a couple things. First of all, 
as a 23-year-old uh, teacher, you're not going to be retiring for quite some time, which means you have time on your side. The market will outperform some of those safe and safer investments, the more guaranteed-type investments. So you're actually better off slanting your portfolio more into the market for the long term. However, I would also say this, that we have noticed over the years a, a lot of teachers uh, tend to be a little bit more conservative, and and you may not be comfortable with that. And if that's you, maybe you know, maybe you do fifty fifty, you know. But but if if you can stomach the volatility, if you can go the majority of your assets in a uh, in a market mm. account, you're going to do much better over the long term. Yeah, I'm twenty three years old, right? First of all, congratulations that you're saving money at 23 years old. Yeah, yeah. Going into a 403B account. Um, In most cases, if you're a teacher here in California, um, which I don't know she or he is, 2804, that's the zip code, 28054, I don't know. 28054. <laughs> or 28054. Yeah. Is that a better way to say a zip code? Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's definitely not California. California starts in nine. Okay. All righty. Oh, I can't say uh, that. That looks like Wisconsin or something. Oh, uh, that's North Carolina. All right. North Carolina. Hey, North Carolina, you with us? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know about North Carolina's uh, plan. Yes. Um, for when teachers. It, when it comes to like defined benefit plan. Here, California, Cal Sturs. Yes. Right? And so here's another thing that we see um, of doing this, our observations throughout 20 years, um, close to 20 years, 18, 17 and a half, 30 for me. Yeah, 34 out, 32 maybe. (laughs) Or more. (laughs) Is this, is that a lot of you teachers do not take advantage of the 403B account or the 457, which you do have here in San Diego, San Diego City Schools. You have two plans, 403B and a 457, that you can fund. 457 is a deferred comp plan that you can put money in. There is no 59% or 59 and a half, uh, 10% penalty either on those dollars. So you should be putting money in that deferred comp. You can put up to 18000 or twenty four if you're over 50. So, you also so, have the 403B. So I think a lot of people don't realize this. So the 403B, if you are under 50, it would be $18,000. Right, but then the four fifty seven, you could also put another eighteen thousand. Correct. So almost forty thousand dollars. But right. I mean, so let's say if I'm a teacher, hopefully then my spouse, if I'm married, my wife is is making money that we could live off of, and I could just jam a lot of money pre tax right. into those. That would be the key, because otherwise you wouldn't have enough yeah, to live yeah, off of. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, right. or if you're approaching retirement, a lot of our clients, or a lot of people that listen to the show, um, are, are a little bit. Older, they're, sure. they're they're approaching retirement, and maybe they have cash reserves or other assets that they can live off of. Yeah. And so our advice is always to maximize those plans. But I get it. You think your Calsters will have this defined benefit plan? That's my retirement. Yes, but you also don't have Social Security, and then they get all bent out of shape on that. Well, yeah, that's what it's called. That's how <laughs> it is. That's how it is. You it's, didn't you didn't pay in. Yeah, right? the windfall elimination provision. Or uh, the the what the government offset, GOP GPL something like that. So either or is that all right? Well, you have a nice pension though. The Calsters pension's solid. You could live off of you know if you work for that school district for you're replacing your income. Social Security's going to replace ten twenty percent 
Yeah. So, but don't just give, don't, don't say, hey, I'm putting, I got the Cal Stairs. No, maximize the 403B and the 457 plan. You could go pre-tax in the 457 and maybe you do a Roth 403B after tax. But as a 23-year-old, yes, I would say 100% of the money should be in a globally diversified stock market portfolio. I would have very, very little bonds because you have so much time. Seven, in the past, 70% of the time the market goes up, 30% it goes down. I would play those odds all day long if I have 30 years to retirement because you're going to have more up years than down and you can take the good with the bad. You're also going to have a nice um, pension to boot and don't worry about it. You can't touch the money until you're 60 anyway. So just plug a, you know, a 23, put as much money as you possibly can and then out of sight, out of mind and then, then start, you know, taking a look at it when you turn 55. Yes. And I totally agree with that. All I'm saying is sometimes, People will do that, and then they hit a market downturn, and, and then, then they, they say the market up. doesn't work. I'm not going to invest in the market, and then they go guaranteed income for the rest of their career, right. and they've missed out on so so very much. No, so, no, and I, so, and so, I agree so, with so, what, so, so there's an emotional component here. Yeah, and I and I think you gave good advice too. It's like okay, well here, I'd much rather have half in than zero in. Right, right. And if I went all into the market, and then I have that experience. Right then, it's like, well, I don't want to do this. Yeah, but yeah. you're 23. It's a couple hundred bucks. Who cares, right? I mean, sure. you, you get a 50 percent downturn. That 200 turn to 100. It's not going to well, break something you. Else you may but not... once you get to a million dollars, right? Yeah. That 50 percent downturn will blow you up. It, it will blow you up, and, and but you may not realize that's what, this is what Calsters is doing. They've they've got all kinds of money in of the market course. because they know that the market works over the long term. They have to because if I have it in a fixed account, I'm still taking on risk. It's inflation risk. Right. And, and they're likely th- not going to be able to pay out the promises if they're just in guaranteed income like that. And I think, too, the studies show that more younger people are saving money, but they're not saving it properly. They're not going into the market. Correct. Because of the Great Recession. And the, you and know, that's, what they, that's what they knew when they were in their formidable years, Sure. I guess. Oh, wow. And, yeah. yeah. My parents, you know, they, they, got really, so, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they got really stressed I don't, out. I never want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I get it. But it's the lack of education. They, they, the inflation will blow them up more, right? right? If you take a look, what, 30 years ago, right? Were we spending 40, 40 bucks to fill up our tanks? No, not anywhere it was like, near that. Right, 30 years ago, what was it? You know, like milk cost four cents. Yeah, well, <laughs> 50 years, I don't know about that, but 50 years ago, I do remember that. Because uh, you're, what, 25? Because I'm over 50. <laughs> Candy bar costs ten cents. Yeah, and uh, and like a pack of lifesavers costs five cents. Motel six. Yeah, six dollars. You know, that, well, yeah, six yep. bucks a night. Yep, yep. All right. Well, hopefully that helped. Um, here's another one for you. Okay. We are considering transferring our IRAs from Wells Fargo to Vanguard or Fidelity. Um, hmm. Does that have anything to do with that? You might have like eight accounts now. <laughs> Right. Uh, will this be Could a good be. strategy when we're about two or three years from retirement uh, just to save fees? Just to save fees. So they're at Wells Fargo now. Yes. And they're thinking about going to Fidelity or Vanguard? Is that Correct. what it said? Correct. That's what it says. Does it make sense to transfer our IRAs? Well, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think the more important thing is the investments that you have. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have to take a look at all sorts of different things. And I blew up the clock again, so we got to get the heck out of here. Sorry. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get back with it. But no, fees should be your only thing. Right? You want to take a look at a lot of other factors. All right. We got to take a break. Show's got your money, your wealth. 
Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, show is called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, Joe Anderson and Big Al. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Go to purefinancial.com. Big Al and I are doing our um, end of year tax planning workshop so you can get more information on that. Um, we have no idea what we're going to be talking about because it's going to be after the election. Yeah, we're going to talk about what the consequences of whoever gets elected and what that means on your taxes. Yes, just on your taxes, not anything else. So, yes, we're, uh, not, we're not going politics. Please keep the <laughs> politics at home. I could just imagine that I would just too. be uh, something this awful that something, I would not want to yeah. experience. In fact, we're going to have to, maybe at the opening, at that, that tax seminar, we're going to have to have a little disclaimer. <laughs> We're not talking politics. Yes. We're not. We're not endorsing anybody. Any, any anything. Candidate. We're just saying here's, here's what it is. Here's what. Here's what we got. Yeah, this is it. This is what you guys wanted. <laughs> so now let's plan for it and what we can do uh, to make sure that you utilize uh, the code to your best of your ability. Yeah, and I guess I don't have the dates in front of me. It's early December though. Yes, it's early December. Go to purefinancial.com. All right, it's that time of the seg- or the time of the show uh, where I want to spend a little bit of time answering some email questions that um, actually you, our listeners, haven't sent us. If you do want to send us an email question, you can always go to info at purefinancial.com. Info at purefinancial.com. This is from Investopedia. And full disclosure, they did give me a pair of socks, and I am wearing those socks today. You are. Let's see what they look like. I'll 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 show you at the break. Show you at the break. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So here we go. So um, Investopedia sends me these, and they say, "Hello, Joseph. Below are a few of the latest questions that have been submitted from investors within your area of expertise." They're kind of formal with you. Yeah, very much so, Joseph. Yes. And you know what? They sent me an email last week. I guess I have over sixty-one thousand views over the past whatever couple weeks. You do? Yeah, my, these You're, questions th- yeah. that you answer that my, I take credit for. Uh, yeah, got it. So at least uh, something, <laughs> some, some of my thoughts get out there. Yes, they do, Al. And you always take credit, but yeah, that's okay. Well, I have to edit most of them and fact check them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right. So all right, here we what, go. What do you got for me all this right. week? So let's see. It is, um, what's the date today? October 15th? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, I got so many of them. I just wanted to make sure I got the right date. Okay. So here's the title of the email. Uh, what are the tax implications of moving a portion of an IRA to open a new IRA with a different firm? Hmm. Okay. All right. So here's the summary of the email. I am considering moving a large portion of an IRA to a new IRA with another company. Yep. Would the portion I remove for this venture... Uh, caused me to have to pay tax at the time funds were removed from the original IRA. The original IRA was created from a 401k, thus pre-taxed. Okay. Well, that's an easy uh, question, which is if, if you go from an IRA to another IRA, there is no tax consequence. And trustee to trustee transfer. That's the best way to go, right? right? Because when it's trustee to trustee, so you never get the money. So let's say it goes from Schwab to Fidelity or Vanguard to TD Ameritrade or whatever it may be. It goes directly to them, and that's a non-taxable event. You can do that as many times as you want. you got 18 IRA accounts, trustee to trustee transfer, boom, no problem. You're all set. There's no taxes. But here's the problem, Joe, is 
You can also request a rollover, rollover. where yeah. they send you the funds. Maybe it's $100,000. You get a check, and then you have 60 days to put that into another IRA, which you can do. That's fine. But the IRS says you can only do that one time in a 12-month period. So right now we're in October. If you do that right now, you couldn't do it again until October of 2017. So now, it's not calendar. It's 12 months. It's 12 months, right? It's not calendar. It's 12 months. And a lot of people don't realize that because... Because the rule used to be you could do a rollover in every single IRA that you had. So if you had 10 IRAs, you could do 10 rollovers. And, of course, people were taking advantage of that by, in in essence, borrowing money from their IRA and paying it back from borrowed money from another IRA. Yeah, stealing Peter to pay Paul. Right, exactly. So you can't do that anymore. So, yeah, when you there's no problem with with changing custodians, but make sure you go trustee to trustee. Yeah, so that's just the paperwork that you need to fill out. So you open up um, an account at... Um, the transfer uh, f- firm, right? You say, all right, well, here, I have my money at Vanguard and I want to move it to Fidelity using Alan's example. Um, and we're not affiliated with Vanguard or Fidelity for that <laughs> yeah, matter. Yeah, right, should say one custodian. <laughs> yeah, but, but then people don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, custodian. What, the, what, I know, what is right? a custodian? That's that a janitor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> Giving it to Joe Smith. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Janitor at the high school. Yeah. So. You move it, so you just say, "All right, well, here I'm going to open up an account at this other firm." So you open up the account first, right? So it's just a shell account, and then usually what happens is that the account that you open up that that IRA with, they have transfer paperwork, right? It's a trustee to trustee custodial transfer. So then they reach out to Vanguard. Let's say you open up a shell account at Fidelity. You want to move it from Vanguard to Fidelity or vice versa. So they just pull the money from that custodian into your new account. So you don't even see the money. You don't touch the money. It's never in your possession. It's just a, a wire transfer, if you will. Um, it's all mostly... You can do it in kind as well. So let's say if you have a basket of stocks or mutual funds or ETFs or investments that you like, but you just want to move it to another custodian for some reason, right? So those funds would just come over in kind, it's called. Yeah, you don't even have to sell them, Yeah, you don't have to sell them. Sometimes you do, though. So if you have some investments at some custodian, maybe you bought um, some... obscure investment maybe that custodian only holds or and the it, other one doesn't hold it, it. yeah it doesn't hold it, it. That, that's rare it is um, rare but it could it could happen it, it could happen if you have like loaded mutual funds right right so you like maybe b shares or c shares sometimes i've seen where they're like okay well we're not going to hold that so you got to sell it cuz they don't want to deal with you know if you you know the 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 sales deferred charges and things like that if you blow out of it sure. so there's just there's small circumstances that may or may not occur but yeah the the uh, trustee to trustee transfer there is no taxes you could take all part um uh, of that ira and move it so if you just want to move one mutual fund or a dollar figure uh, you can do so there would be no tax due so so Joe, what about when you have a 401k? There, you generally do have to sell out of your positions, Unless right? you have company stock inside the 401k and you do net unrealized depreciation. So what that means is that, let's say I work for Sempra and I have Sempra stock inside my 401k plan. Um, I can take that Sempra stock out in kind and move it into a brokerage account. I would pay tax on the basis, uh, but then everything else would come in cash. So if I have all these different mutual funds, yeah, because you're taking it from a 401k plan now into an IRA. 
So anytime you do a direct rollover from a 401k or any other qualified plan, those won't come to you in kind. Those would come to you in cash unless you hold company stock within that plan. And sometimes the 401ks will require that they write you a check. So you want to make the check payable to your custodian, custodian yes. not to you. If it's payable to you, then that's as if you received the money. That's a rollover. That's the 60-day rule. That's one a year. Right. And they'll also, a 401k by law, it's mandatory to withhold 20% in taxes if you do that in the 401k. In IRA, there's there's no mandatory withholding in taxes. So if I did a rollover from an IRA and say, hey, give me the money, they'll give you the full check. With a 401k rollover, they're like, okay, well, here, I don't trust you. We want to make sure that we get some cash. So if you do a rollover from a 401k, they'll automatically withhold 20%. So that's why you always want to select direct rollover. And then you want to make sure that the check is paid out to your new custodian, such as Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, whoever. Yeah, it's it's there's so many rules, and it's so easy to get tripped it's up, stupid. isn't it? Right. I mean, it's... And, and, but sometimes there's really good reasons to be moving money to different places. In some cases, some 401k plans may not have, they may have a limited investment choices, or maybe they're expensive investment choices, and you want to go to an IRA, but it's 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 really all about kind of rearranging the pieces, I guess, potentially, as you as you retire, as you get close to retirement, and uh, to get yourself in the same position. And a big part of that, Joe, is taxes, because we're talking about moving money IRA to IRA, and, and it's, it's, it's tax-free. Uh, it's tax-deferred, I should say, as long as you do it properly. Uh, but the money that is in the IRA, wherever it ends up, or the 401k, you still are going to have to take that money out eventually and pay taxes on that. And the taxes, they truly don't stop when your paycheck does, when you start tapping that retirement nest egg for your living expenses, there's all kinds of new rules, like some of the ones we're talking about right now. But there's also opportunities if you know what the best strategies are. But in, think, consider this, instead of contributing to tax-deferred plans that reduce your taxes, you're tapping those savings uh, uh, and paying taxes at your regular rate. So as you near retirement, tax planning becomes more important than ever, but you must use a forward-thinking tax strategy because you have more control over taxes in retirement than you think. Actually, I'd say more so than any other time in your life. Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 AFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joey Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Alan Klopine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in. We really enjoy um, all of you listening, uh, sending us emails, giving us your comments, uh, criticisms, and um, what other feedback that you give us. You can go to purefinancial.com, P-U-R-E, purefinancial.com. Um, answering some email questions here. We've only got uh, a um, a few minutes left in the show. You got some more good ones? I do, and we've only answered two in the last <laughs> hour and a half. Um, so let's try to do. Should we do some rapid fire? No, no, no. Because we, we get, need to. We got to go in deep. Yes, I think so. Because most people have these questions, and we just can't shortchange them. Yes, no. Will I be penalized for an IRA withdrawal? I'm 62 years old and have an IRA with 40000 in it. If I withdraw 6000 what is the penalty? Can I do this online from my account and transfer it to my personal bank? Okay, 62 years old. So there is no penalty because you're over 59 and a half. That's true of IRAs. And, uh, but you will pay taxes on that. 
uh, in, unless you have basis. In most cases, you'll pay taxes on that. $6,000, it depends upon what your tax rate is. Let's say you're in a low 15% federal bracket and a 5% state bracket, right? So that would be 20%. So that's about, uh, what, $1,800 would be $1,200. $1,200. Sorry. Bucks. Yeah, $1,200 would be your tax, given that example. Yeah, there's no penalty. 59 and a half is the age um, in most cases for retirement accounts. However, if you do have a 401k at age 55, you can take distributions from that 401k plan and not have that 10% penalty. A couple of other things that we talked about. have to be separated from separated service. Separated from service yeah. at 55. Correct. You can't be 54 and separate and, and then go by, back yeah. and take that money at 55. So, no. in other, so in other words, you retire at age 55. At that company. At that company or 56 or whatever. Yes. So then you can actually pull money out of that 401k. You still pay tax on it, certainly, but there's no penalty. Another couple of things when it comes to penalties in IRAs or 401ks and the like. Uh, earlier in the show, we talked about Roth IRA conversions. Yes. And then um, here's another mishap is that if people will ignore it, right? The, oh, I'm not 59 and a half yet, so this strategy does not apply to me, right? Because I'm taking money out of my retirement account and I'm moving it into a Roth account. There is no age limit for Roth IRA conversion. So if you're 45, 50 years old, 55, whatever, if you take money from the IRA, move it into a Roth IRA, there is no 10% penalty on that conversion. The IRS classifies it as a rollover. There would be a 10% penalty if this happened, that you, let's say you're under 59 and a half, you did the conversion, and you withheld taxes when you did the conversion. Here's another mistake. Don't withhold taxes when you do a conversion. Pay the tax the following year in April when you do your taxes. And if that tax bill is too high, recharacterize some part or all of the IRA that you converted back into the IRA. So you can do that next year. Next year. That's, don't pay the tax now. Pay next year. I don't year. think that's widely known. So you have to do a conversion by December 31st. Okay. So let's say we want to do a conversion in 2016 because we think we're in a low income year. So we're in a low bracket. So we do a conversion by December 31st, and then we do our tax return in April. And in April, we put the conversion on the return. Let's say we're do-it-yourselfers. We put it in TurboTax, and it's like, oh, it's that's, a, that's more tax than I want to pay. What if I take away, I did a $50,000 conversion. What if I make it $40,000 conversion? Put that in TurboTax. All right, I can live with that. So then all you have to do is recharacterize $10,000 out of your uh, conversion, out of your Roth, back to the IRA. And you can do that after the fact. As a matter of fact, you can do that all the way till October Monday. 15th, yeah. which is Monday, right? right. So the, that's it. when you do. So you have it till the end of the year. You only have a few months to do the Roth IRA conversion. And again, if you're under fifty nine and a half, it's okay. There is no ten percent penalty. You will pay tax on those dollars, but there's no ten percent penalty. That tax is not due until April of next year. So always over convert. Maybe you want to convert twenty thousand dollars, ten thousand. Well, convert fifty. Who cares? Next year you clean it up and maybe hey, I have a little bit of extra cash. Maybe I didn't fully utilize my tax bracket, whatever. It's it's a free gimme. You can always put it back. No harm, no foul, no 10% penalty. So if you're in, in this question, just to get back to the question, you're 62 years of age. Yes, there would be no penalty. Um, the only time maybe people get confused when it comes to penalties and IRAs 
at an age over than 59 and a half is that if you have an investment that has uh, deferred sales charges, such as an annuity. So if you purchased an annuity, right? Maybe they purchased it at age 60. You have a seven, 10 year surrender period on the thing. You're t you know, two years in, that would be a penalty, but not an IRS penalty. It would be a penalty. And, and uh, here's another thing to, to look at. That uh, deferred sales charge is the broker's and the, the insurance agent's commission, right? You know, we had a client that came in, hypothetically, um, this week. Really great guy, <laughs> listens to the show, listens to a lot of other shows. And he's like, Joe, right? You know, there's a lot of other financial planning shows on the, or financial shows on, on the station you're on. I said, yeah. I, well, I wouldn't say they're financial planning shows. Yeah, they're sales. There's financial. Yeah, sales. financial. They're like, yeah. yeah, well, most of them, they love annuities. They talk about annuities. And I was like, yeah, well, that's how they get compensated. And then, well, they don't say that on the radio. Well, of course not. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to sell you this annuity so I can make a nice commission. Yeah, here, give me $100,000 and I'm going to make about seven to $10,000 off you. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, with us, yeah, we'll, we'll charge you $250 a quarter. <laughs> you want to get paid ten grand or two hundred fifty dollars a quarter? So there's just a conflicts of interest. It's just a different payment structure. And then I think a lot of times when people purchase annuities, here's something that uh, the annuity company person might say, the salesperson. Well, no, you don't pay me the commission. The insurance company pays me that yeah, commission. Yeah, so you don't have to pay it. Yeah, you're, you're not paying it. You don't see any fees or costs. There's yeah. no fees. What's wrong? With no that cost. Statement? What's wrong with that? It's, it's, <laughs> What? You don't pay at the insurance company just paying me just for, you know, introducing you to this nice yeah. firm. Yeah, so where do you think they got the money? Yes, it's coming out of your peach. I mean, it's coming out of your return. It's a spread. You, I mean, it's just that's why the DOL finally's coming in and they're like, you know, and be warned, okay, from here. Your money, your wealth, Joey Anderson, Big Al Clopine, is that the DOL is coming in soon, right? And anyone that has an IRA account, they're looking at what these, you know, salespeople are, are, are pitching and they're, you know, hey, we got a new Annuities is on the, the, the equity index annuities, variable annuities, all of these different types of products are on, you know, non-traded REITs. It's on the hit list here. So they, they still have time, right? So they're going out in full force so they can jam this thing up because then they're pretty much out of business. I read an article in the investment news that's saying, what, 40% or some crazy amount of number. It was even higher than that. Of, of some of these quote-unquote financial people are just going to get – they're, they're out of the business. They're yeah, done, they're which is a really good thing for you yes, um, because you will not get stuck with um, holding the bag. Anyway, we are a fiduciary 100% of the time. We're a fee-only financial planning firm uh, here in Southern California. We have offices in L.A., we have offices in Irvine, and we have offices right here in San Diego.